Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. It's the last episode of the week for primetime, of course. And man, the playoffs are close. The Cowboys are playing the 49ers on Sunday, and we are all excited about it. This is the final primetime show before the game, so we'll get into some of the keys to beat the 49ers on Sunday. I'll give you my thoughts on the game. We have betting the Cowboys, and for the first time ever in the primetime segment, for the first time ever, we have two picks, two betting picks. One player prop and one side. We took one side on this game. I'm excited about it. We'll get into the game pick as well. I am hyped. They say that some things are bigger than sports. And I, I don't know about that. Of course, there are some things that are bigger than sports. But fewer of them are bigger than playoff sports. So we are ready for the game. We are ready for the game, guys. Welcome to ABC Sports Dallas Primetime. Shout out to the YouTube audience. Shout out to the Facebook audience as well. What is up, Charlie and Evans, Mark, uh, Mark Canella, Burner account. All of you guys, thank you. And you, Varela, saying, let's keep it rolling for more games. Hey, if everything goes well for more games, is what exactly what we're going to get. What is up, Tommy? Uh, what is up, Kenneth Fraser? Most late tonight, like Sky says Mark Canella. Just a little bit, just a little bit late, but we we were mostly mostly on time. You know that 8:15 Central is the cutoff point for me. Like that is the latest that I will go live. Guys, let's get this started. Let's officially start ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Here we go. and welcome to ABC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the rest of the postseason. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys articles and Mavericks articles. But, but hey, this is Cowboys week, right? This feels like a big week or uh, Dallas Sports because of the Dallas Cowboys. Check out Cole Patterson, Will McClay signing a new deal of the general manager market. Go read Cole's thoughts on that. But yeah, huge, huge move for the Cowboys to be able to retain Will McClay. And I know a lot of people like to complain about Jerry Jones still owning the general manager title, but that's just a title, right? Will McClay has done a tremendous job for the Cowboys front office from his position, the title is Vice President of Player Personnel. Good move by the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of teams were looking for general managers. The Cowboys made sure they, their guy was not going anywhere. Also, check out the rest of the articles. Three Cowboys that need to step up in the playoffs. Five reasons Dallas Cowboys match up well against San Francisco. So for most of the week, we have been listening to Content creators, national media, local media, tell us about how poor this matchup is for the Cowboys. Make sure you check that out. Five reasons why they match up well. And then also why the Dallas Cowboys must get off to a strong start versus the 49ers. 
Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. If you're uh, watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Let's get right into it. Let's get into the game. And thank you for being here, of course. Let's get into the four keys to beat the, the San Francisco 49ers. It's a, it's a tough game it, it, because any playoff game is a tough game unless you're facing the Pittsburgh Steelers like Kansas City is. But most playoff matchups will be quite difficult. And also, shout out to, I think I saw Shane Carter over there saying, more money, more money, more, no problems. <laughs> that, is, that, that is Shane Carter, ladies and gentlemen, from adcsports.com, writer for uh, uncovering the Cowboys. My number one key, we're, we're diving right in on this one. I, I, I was really looking forward to this show. Because finally, we can get into these predictions in a more of a preview-style kind of show. Without further ado, number one, you see Demonte Cassie in the graphic there. And that is because I truly believe that we have not talked enough about the safeties for the Dallas Cowboys. We have been talking about Trevon Diggs, about Michael Parsons, about Demarcus Lawrence. But how about the Cowboys' free safety? That is Demonte Casey. Of course, you're going to get a lot of Malik Cooker involved, Jaron Kears, who got back to practice today, by the way. But I think that the fact that Jimmy G and the 49ers like to attack the middle of the field constantly, I feel like that is one of Jimmy's most comfortable areas. He's comfortable throwing the football on the middle of the field. I think Demonte Casey has a big day ahead of him on this game. We know that the Cowboys like to play with that middle of the field close with a single high safety. That is going to be an important matchup on Sunday. No doubt about it. The Cowboys play a lot of man coverage. I was reading in The Athletic that the Cowboys played man coverage at the third highest rate in the entire NFL. And that is because they like to play cover one. Man-to-man -man coverage, one player up high. And one, and one extra extra player that you can rush with or you can drop into an underneath zone, a linebacker, maybe the other safety. That middle of the field battle versus Jimmy G, I believe, is going to be one of the biggest keys to the game. Because sure, the 49ers have a great running game, but at some point, Jimmy G is going to have to throw the football. So watch out for that inside uh, portion of the field. I think that the success by the safeties is one of the biggest keys for this game as well. Uh, Charlene Evans saying, yes, they are everywhere. Uh, I think that he means, can we just beat the brakes of the 49ers fans already? Sick of, all, sick of all the San Francisco dopes in the chat this week, says TV Mac. It's part of it. Let's enjoy it. It's part of it. They want to come into a Dallas Cowboys show that should tell you about just about everything, maybe. Let's, let's enjoy it. Matt Baker is calling for two and a half sacks by Michael Parsons. Winslow is saying defense. Defense definitely a huge key for this game. Uh, Eric Montoya says, yeah, these 49ers fans will be ghosts after we beat them. Hopefully on Sunday night, we have a 49ers fans less stream. Sky McCoy did an amazing job on the morning show. Dallas Junk, that's exactly right. Make sure you check it out as well after primetime is over. What is up, Chava Vargas saying, I really like how the NFL fandom outside of Cowboys Nation is all in with the Niners. I really like it. They will have a surprise on Sunday. And 
I will use that comment actually as sort of a transition to key number two for this game because I think we are seeing sort of two, two extremes on, on this conversation. On the one side, you've got people that are going, yes, the 49ers are going to beat the 49ers, the Cowboys don't stand a chance, they're overrated, so on and so on. By now, you've heard that side. But we've also heard the side that is kind of, you know, burning the 49ers and roasting them day after day. And I think that is also not quite fair because the 49ers do have a legit football team, in my opinion. And the fact that they're able to run the ball so well definitely deserves some respect. Jimmy G gets roasted constantly, and I'm not saying that he's a great quarterback or anything like that. But Jimmy G is number four in the NFL in EPA per play and completion percentage over expectation. Uh, ben Baldwin puts these two numbers together to measure quarterback efficiency, and Jimmy G ranks number four in the NFL on that. We might think that's because of Cal Shanahan and his system. We might think that it's the fact that Jimmy G is actually good or not. Whatever you fall on that conversation, the fact is Cal Shanahan's offense works with Jimmy G under center. So I think there's a middle point to be found there. I don't think that the Cowboys are overrated. I think that the Cowboys have a Super Bowl ceiling, actually. And I think that the 49ers can pull off an upset or two in the playoffs. I'm not saying that's my pick. I'm just saying there are legit arguments for both teams on this game. And I think it's fair to acknowledge that. And that brings me to number to the number two key. And, it's, and it is to throw these change-ups at Jimmy G. Jimmy G, not so great versus man coverage. About average in the NFL. And I think that is because he will throw you the ball. We have talked about this throughout the entire week. It's been a common theme here in ABC Sports Primetime. And it's because he will. He ranks, he's tied for second, I believe, in turnover-worthy plays, according to Pro Football Focus. And those opportunities will come. The Cowboys play a lot of man-to-man -man coverage, but Cal Shanahan is so good to countering the counter, as they say. So those change-ups that at times the Cowboys defense will be able to throw Jimmy G's ways, maybe a shift in the secondary, maybe a cornerback that is not really playing man-to-man -man and it ends up causing Jimmy G to trip on a key play. That will be key on this game in order to face, to force the takeaway. Let's see. In Jerry's world, in Jerry's world, the Lions will eat that night. Says Jason Renfro. I like that one. Rafael says Cowboys should use more receivers, more than receivers and anything. Says Rafael. Uh, Winslow says Elliot. Let's go. Put it in the end zone. By the way, the Cowboys have gone something like they have scored a touchdown in ten out of their last ten red zone trips. There's a number, something like that. I don't have it exactly right, but the point is the Cowboys are actually improving a lot in the red zone even in the middle of an offensive slump at least they've been able to put the ball in the end zone when they reach the opponent's 20. Stevie Max says the Cowboys could win the Super Bowl and ESPN will probably blame it on there being a full moon outside or something ridiculously stupid like that. Wolves just can't give Dallas any credit and they should they definitely should. Uh, Scott says, my keys of the game, stop the run and keep penalties. We know that the Cowboys have been flagged a lot this season. By the way, I think that the Cowboys and the 49ers are two of the three or five highest 
penalize teams for DPI, defensive pass interference. So watch out for that being a storyline maybe on game day. What is up, Joey Bella? Saying our defense needs interceptions this week. More on that later, by the way. More on that later on tonight's episode. Key number three, and this is where I ask you, which Cowboys wide receiver are you expecting to lead the team in receiving yards on game day? Which Cowboys wide receiver are you expecting to lead the pack in receiving yards next Sunday versus the San Francisco 49ers? Shane Carter is asking Nickelodeon or CBS. I watched the Nickelodeon broadcast last year when they did the Chicago Bears game last year. I'm not doing that this weekend. I am sitting down on my couch to listen to Gene uh, Nance and Tony Romo call that football game 100%. Let's see. Let's see some of your answers. Dallas John goes with a surprise Cedric Wilson answer. So does Charlene Evans. Look at that. We have three straight answers for Cedric Wilson. Matt Baker says Amari Cooper, the number one guy, said, I am a little bit surprised that no one is calling for CeeDee Lamb to make noise on this one, uh, or at least not to lead the team. Coops is barrel killer. Mark Canales has said Amari Cooper, Lamb, says uh, Peter Rizzo. A lot of... Uh, a lot of different answers on this. Chris says, look for, look for double tight ends to give Dak more protection. And this is actually, and, and we're going to get to the match protection thing as well. But I'm going to go with Amari Cooper. I think that this will be more of a, more of a player conversation instead of a scheme conversation. Like we've talked about going against teams with strong number one cornerbacks and things like that. But I think this one will be more about the Jimmy's in Joe's and the X's in Joe's. And I think that Amari Cooper is the guy that will step up and have the, the highest receiving yards number at the end of the game. However, my number three key to the game is Go Fish versus Ambry Thomas. Third round rookie for the San Francisco 49ers. He will be starting on the outside opposite of Mosley, who we all know uh, as the number one cornerback of the 49ers. But Ambry Thomas is a vulnerability in the 49ers secondary. And I think that Dak Prescott is enough of a veteran to be able to pick an opposing cornerback. And I think that that guy is Ambry Thomas for the 49ers. So whoever lines up across from him, of course, the 49ers will not play a lot of man-to-man coverage on this one. They use the sixth highest zone rate in the NFL to expect a lot of zone versus the, the, the Dallas Cowboys, I would expect Dak to try to pick on Ambry Thomas on this one. Mark Canella says, I hope that it's Coop. Love when he goes off. I love it too. And, and, and the thing is that it's at AT&T Stadium, right? We want that to, to be the case. And I'm not saying that Amari Cooper sucks on the road because I think that that storyline is way overblown. But um, I, I am betting on Coop for this one. Matt Baker says, Coop with one touchdown and over 100 receiving yards. Full says, nobody compares to Coop. And that is something that I actually agree with. I like CeeDee Lamb a lot. I like Michael Gallup a lot. And we've talked about this. Of course, Gallup injured right now. But I'm talking about, uh, for example, headed into the season back in September, a lot of people were ready for CeeDee Lamb to maybe overtake Amari Cooper and stuff like that. But I agree with Full. 
Nobody can press it. Cooper is in the conversation to be one of the best receivers in the NFL. I don't think that is the case for, for example, CeeDee Lamb. Not yet. Maybe someday. Not yet, though. Not yet. Uh, Jennifer says, I think that we're going to have to utilize the middle of the field with Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz using 12 personnel a lot. That would make sense because versus zone, you want you want players in a in a nearby area, right? You you want to flood some of the zones versus these defenses, and the 49ers play primarily with zone coverage. So Dak Prescott, go fish versus Ambry Thomas. That's key number three. And finally, key number four, before we get into the betting the Cowboys segment and the game prediction segment. And maybe some questions since we're headed into the playoffs already. Key number four, protect Dak Prescott. Ultimately, I think that this is the ultimate key to the game. I think that this is what ends up defining whether or not the Cowboys advance to the divisional round in these playoffs. Because I think that the 49ers' strength, defensively speaking, is up front. And that might not show in the numbers, in the spreadsheets, because actually the 49ers are 20 in the NFL when it comes to pressure rate. Maybe it doesn't show up on the spreadsheets, but they have some game records up front. And I'm talking about Nick Bosa. I'm talking about Arik Armstead, but also the lesser known players. Even with those guys, they're able to wreak a little bit of havoc in opposing offensive lines. I don't have the numbers to prove this, but I will tell you what. Watching the last few 49ers games, I would assume that those pressure rate numbers and all of that actually improved a lot during the final portion of the season. So the 49ers pass defense, a lot of weak spots in the secondary, but they can make Dak Prescott suffer a little bit in huge part thanks to the fact that I would expect the 49ers to be rotating safeties heavily on this game because people have been talking about that Cardinals game People have been talking about those heavy these guys that kind of slowed down the Cowboys' offense in Week 17. I would expect a lot of that on Sunday. And Dak Prescott might need to be a little bit more patient in this game. Be on the lookout for that. I believe that uh, we'll see a lot of 12 personnel on this one. A lot of Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin at the same time. Someone mentioned it early in the comments. Not only to establish, and I would not say establish because I hate that term, uh, not only to run the football efficiently, which is different maybe, but to try to give Dak Prescott a bit of extra time and a little bit of max protection plays to manufacture deep shots. And I love that term because, for example, in baseball, you say manufacture runs, and you're talking about base stealing, you're talking about uh, bunting and stuff like that. But when we say manufacture deep shots in, in football, we're not talking only about throwing the, full, the, the ball downfield, we're talking about seven-man protection, six-man protection, kind of put the quarterback in a favorable spot to throw that football deep. I think that if the Cowboys provide that for their starting quarterback on this one, I think that the receivers and the quarterback can win those battles versus the secondary. I think the players will be open, but will there be time to get them open? I think that is the main question for this entire game. Kenneth says, if Dak is spot on, we've got this because he has plenty of receivers to pick from. And that is 
Exactly right. I agree with Kenneth on that one. What is up? The 49ers are trash. Thank you for being here. John L. Hill is saying the Cowboys need to play balanced and score early and take away the 49ers running game and put the game on Jimmy G's shoulders. That's what you want. You want an early lead. I agree with John L. on that. I will also say, just a little bit of a fun fact, maybe. I was looking at early downs, pass rates, uh, success rates, all of that. Early downs. Just talking about first down and second down. Because we've talked about maybe the Cowboys not being very good uh, running the football on first down. A, a couple of weeks ago, they were number 32 in the NFL in yards per carry. But if you're looking for a reason for optimism, I would point towards the fact that the Cowboys have the number four offense in the NFL in early downs. And I'm talking about the entire year, which means that that includes the second half of the season in which the Cowboys were in a slump. If you use Ben Baldwin's website with advanced stats, the Cowboys are number four in EPA, in, in dropback EPA when throwing the football and, on, uh, and, and running the football. And I'm talking about the offense here. And this is important. Why? Because third down, fourth down, sometimes you're talking about a little bit of volatile stats. Sometimes they're not that predictable. But early downs are way more predictable. So I'm looking for the Cowboys to be successful in those early downs now that we are in the playoffs. The 49ers are number one in rush EPA in early downs, but when throwing the football, they go all the way down to number 23 in the league. So when John L is bringing up, you know, getting that early lead to force Jimmy G to pass the football, that's what we mean. The 49ers have not seen good results when asking Jimmy G to carry the team on offense. My dad is a Giants fan since Burner account. Oh, that's how does that work? And so 1986 was a big year for him. Uh, I think that we should round rain, rain play action the first place is Sean Brown. And I'm not going to disagree with Sean because I'm not going to lie. Just about every Cowboys game that I watch, I say something like, whoever I'm watching the game with, I say something like, watch this. Play action shot in the first play. That's, that's always my hope. So, hey, Sean, if that happens, I will be thinking of this comment and I will thank you in my mind. Uh, Prescott says to the series, Candelaria 4, uh, Burner accounts says, Mo, do you know what your show needs? Screen passes, lots of screen passes. I don't want screen passes on this one. I want the Cowboys to take some deep shots. Great all-around players is Matt Baker talking about Michael Parsons. 100% the primetime performer of the year here, actually, on ADC Sports Dallas primetime. And there's one more thing that I would like to say. Not necessarily a key to the game, but the one test that I'm expecting Dak Prescott to be able to pass. Dak is acknowledged as one of the best quarterbacks in the league at the line of scrimmage. Pre-snap, kind of figuring out what the defense is showing the Cowboys. And a lot of people have been pointing towards that Cardinals game when they got the better of him. Shout out to, hey, let, let's, give the, let's give them some credit. They confused Dak Prescott with those weird looks that they were showing. That's difficult to do because think about that game. And you had, for example, the mugged up linebackers. You had seven, men, uh, seven guys at the line of scrimmage. 
showing pressure, and then four of them dropped, and it was covered too. That is great skimming, great X's and O's, but you need to have the players to be able to do that. You need to have an edge rusher that can actually run all the way down there to the flat to cover it, to be able to execute those kinds of plays. Do the 49ers have that? I don't think so. So I, I, I think that the 49ers will not really be able to show Dak Prescott enough in order to get to him with those kind of weird looks. Maybe in some place, but I'm expecting Dak Prescott to make a statement on this game that he will not be treated as a rookie quarterback in this league because he one of his biggest strengths is actually diagnosing the, everything that is going on on the defensive side of the ball. And we saw that versus the Patriots. I think that the best example for that is the Patriots game in week six. That was figuring out and deciphering the Patriots defense on that one. And that's Bill Belichick's defense, who has great respect, by the way, for Dak Prescott. So I'm expecting Dak to make that statement on Sunday. Tommy says, my dad is a Raiders fan. Shake my head. My dad is a New England Patriots fan. You were wondering, by the way. Yonel says, make Jimmy G use his arm because under pressure, he's a pick machine. And I think... We will get to the betting the Cowboys segment right now. We will get to the betting the Cowboys segment right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we went 10 and 7 in the regular season. That is a 59 hit rate, and that's a profitable rate. If you're betting, you know that 52%, 53%, somewhere in between, that's your profitable mark. We need to go over that to have a profitable season, and we did here on primetime. Now it's the postseason, and it's a little bit tougher. If you take a look at the betting spreads for the entire wildcard game, this is supposed to be the closest matchup. You've got the Bills as four-point favorites versus the Patriots. You have the Bengals as 5.5 favorites versus the Raiders. And I think which one else is somewhat closer to that. The Bucs are 8.5-point favorites. The Kansas City Chiefs are 12.5-point favorites. And then the Rams. The Rams are also 4-point favorites over the Cardinals. The Cowboys, only 3 points are being given to this Cowboys team. And before we get to the side that I'm taking, here's a question for me to you guys. From 1 to 10, what's your confidence level that the Cowboys will be able to pick off Jimmy G at least once on this game? Jimmy G, number two or number three highest rate of turnover worthy plays in the 2021 NFL season, while the Cowboys have the defensive leader in the NFL in individual interceptions, Trevon Diggs at 11, but they also, as a team, collectively lead the NFL with 26 interceptions. Take Trevon Diggs' picks away. They're still better than 19 other teams in the NFL. And I'm seeing your confidence levels. I see a lot of 10s. The Colby with a 10. Peter Rizzo with a 10. 10, 10, 100 from Jason Renfro. Some moderate answers as well. I'm seeing a 7 from Gilbert and 8 from Stevie Mack. What is up, Clayton? Thank you for being here and thank you for smashing that like button. I see no answer lower than 7. And that is the player prop that I've been talking about all week. And the odds have actually gone down, unfortunately. I first saw this at minus 120, 
But Jimmy Garoppolo, over half an interception, which means, of course, at least one interception, versus the Dallas Cowboys, is at minus 140. I saw this first at minus 120, and I thought about backing out after the after I saw the numbers because I'm not a fan of making minus 140 bets in football, but I'm still going to give it because I think the Cowboys can, can get this one. Jimmy Garoppolo over half interception at minus 140. That is the number one bet for the Cowboys versus 49ers matchup. And last but not least, bet number two and the more serious one. And here's where I get to the final question. And that is an easy one, but here we go. Drop your final score prediction for Sunday's playoff game versus the 49ers. It is time, guys. It is time. The playoffs are here. The Cowboys are in it. And they're looking to silence the haters and the doubters versus a team that is has gotten hot over the last few weeks of the season. They got in with a big win over the Rams. Here we go. Prediction time. And the number two bet is Cowboys minus three. I had to take the Cowboys. I didn't like the old runner. 50, 50 and a half, 51. Um, not a huge fan of it because I sense a lot of questions going around this game in terms of the pace of it. Will the 49ers be able to run the football for the, the, the entire four quarters or will they have to abandon it at some point? Will the Cowboys come out uh, swinging with Dak Prescott, letting him or not? A lot of questions for the over-under. So I will take the Cowboys minus three. I will take the Cowboys minus three. And I'm seeing your predictions over there in the chat. We've got a 31 to 20. We've got Mark saying that the 49ers will win this one 31 to 24. But I don't know if Mark is a 49ers fan or he is a Cowboys fan. And he is calling the Cowboys to lose. I'd say that the Cowboys run game gets going. This is great. Scott. Hey, that would be actually quite surprising. 38 to 20, 31 to 24. Ladies and gentlemen, this is this is the time for the blind recap. So if you guys are new here on ABC Sports Dallas Primetime, we do our final prediction as if we had already watched the game on Sunday and we are waking up Monday morning trying to recap. I have no script this time. So we'll try to just swing, uh, wing it and, and improvise. So here we go. On Sunday afternoon, the Dallas Cowboys hosted the San Francisco 49ers in a game that met expectations. It was a close one all the way throughout. The 49ers run game got going. Micah Parsons and Marcus Lawrence leading the way with some big plays, including two sacks from Micah Parsons in the first half versus Jimmy G. However, the Niners were still running the football and the Cowboys were down 21 to 20 in the first half. That is right, guys, a high-scoring affair at AT&T Stadium. However, they bounced back. Final scoreboard, 35-28. The Cowboys win this one with Dak Prescott going over 325 yards, three touchdowns, great offensive showdown. On Monday, on Sunday night, um, not even Sunday night, excuse me, Sunday afternoon, the Cowboys win their first playoff game of the season. So you heard it. I'm going 31 to 28 on this one. And yes, I'm sorry. 
But my blind recap includes a missed field goal by Greg Sterling. We're, we're going to go through it at least once on this game, but the Cowboys are going to walk away from it with the win anyways. Tom is asking for a one special teams touchdown and a one defensive touchdown. Hey, it wouldn't be a surprise from the team that has had 22 different players score a touchdown on this one. Should be a good game. Says Burner account, the Niners have been playing well. And I think this is where we need to be fair. As I said earlier on the show, you have one half of the fan base saying that the 49ers are being overrated and the other half saying that the Cowboys are being overrated. I think it's somewhere in between. I think that both teams are legit. I think that the 49ers have a legit claim in this game. Like they, they, I could see their path to winning this ball game but I'm taking the Cowboys because of the of the passing game. I think that I'm, I'm taking the Cowboys mainly because of what we talked about with the Dak Prescott conversation. I think they will not be able to confuse him with the, these guys in the coverages. I think that that conversation has been overblown because of the Cardinals game, which was they got him. I credit to Vance Joseph once again. But I think Dak bounces back from that. And I think... He makes his statement on Sunday versus the 49ers. And I think that Jimmy G also has a good game. I think that Jimmy G gets very disrespected by the entire NFL fan base. And that is because he will throw you the ball. And I've been saying that all week long. However, he's also very accurate. He can be very accurate. And we've seen him in high leverage situations like last week when he drove down the field to beat the Rams. Earlier in the year, when he beat the Cincinnati Bengals in overtime, we have seen him step up when he needs to step up. So I think that Jimmy G gets a lot of hate. I wonder if we see a Trey Lance package at some point in this game. Like if the 49ers get in the red zone inside the 10, and I know some 49ers fans would not like it, but I wonder if we see some Trey Lance packages and if that is something that Dan Quinn is expecting on Sunday and his entire unit because you you, you have to account for his threat, uh, for the threat that he brings to the table as a runner, not only as a passer. While he can only, while he can also, excuse me, throw the ball deep downfield, maybe even better than Jimmy G himself. He's more of a vertical passer, maybe. How many passes is Dak throwing, says Matt Baker? I will, I would go with a high number. If we're expecting this one to be close, uh, I would expect it to be to to be a higher number. Gary says Trey Lance is the is the truth. Trey area is the truth. Hey, Trey, I I loved his performance in the second half versus the Houston Texans. I wasn't sold in moving on from Jimmy G if he was healthy in next uh, next year, for example. But right now I'm sold after watching that game. Mark says, who's representing the Niners Nation, I think, uh, it will be a proper playoff game. San Francisco versus Dallas, always a classic. And the winner of the last three matchups won the Super Bowl. Mark, don't get our hopes up. I know you're saying that from a 49ers perspective, but that also works from the Cowboys perspective. Don't get our hopes up, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. We need to run the damn balls as Michael Brown. And I actually argued against that last night here on ABC Sports Dallas Primetime. Sure, we need to run the ball efficiently, but I'm 
I want the Cowboys to come out with an aggressive passing attack versus the 49ers. Forget about the playoff mantra that tells you that the run game carries a greater significance in the playoffs. Forget about that and play to your strengths and to your opponent's weaknesses. That is what has stood out about the McCarthy era here in Dallas, that they have gone away from Jason Garrett's philosophy of strength versus strength, and they have entered the the best way of playing football, which is versus your opponent's weaknesses as well. So I'm, I want that aggressive approach on this game. Dallas Young says, I trust Dak to lead us to the W. I trust him as well on that. You forget, says Beryl Killer, when Dallas beat the Niners in 71 title game, then beat Miami in the Super Bowl. We need to get this 94 rematch victory. Joey says, we need guards pulling and blocking. We need guards pulling. I agree with that. And I'll tell you who we don't need pulling. We don't need Dalton Schultz pulling. Like, I could, I could enjoy an entire career of Dalton Schultz without watching him pull ever again, right? Like, I, I want the offensive lineman to do so. Not, 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 not Dalton Schultz. Excuse me. I think that I just said Jarwin, uh, but I meant Schultz. Uh, I have a feeling, says TV Mac that Bones Fassel has some weird trick play up his sleeve for the playoffs. You guys know what my feeling is on this one. I think that we see Cedric score a touchdown, but not catching it. And I'm speaking code here in case Cal Shanahan is listening to primetime late at night. I, 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 I think that he, he might. I am, <laughs> I am, of course I'm not, but uh, you guys know what, I'm, what I feel about this. I think that we might see Cedric you know, you don't even need to send a message anymore with Cedric putting him there in the red zone as a receiver because, you know, he's now your number three wide receiver. So I'm, I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that on these playoffs games. I think that Cedric can do his thing. And the pass catcher can be the same guy that caught his pass in that Giants game in 2020. So Dak Prescott might also score a touchdown, and I'm not talking about passing or running the football. Hopefully that is the case. I, I'm, I want that to be the trick play. Connor McGovern hasn't got any target yet. It was, it was Terrence Steele. It wasn't Connor McGovern. Trent says, uh, Gabri and our Mark are also talking about Trent Williams. He practiced today, limited in practice. Darren Kears back to practice for the Cowboys. Joey Bella says, yes, you're right. Schultz is a catcher, and Jarwin is more of the blocker. Yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you. Thank you for joining ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit nervous about this game, just like any playoff game would get you nervous. I think that the Cowboys end up winning it. Might be a little bit more comfortable if they're able to protect that Prescott early in the game. I agree with, with Bernard Count on this as well. Good. I want both teams at full strength for the game. I agree with that. I'm actually excited that Trent Williams is going to play on this one because I, we want no excuses, of course. You know, the Scouting Academy, I, I am taking a semester in the Scouting Academy. Uh, they try to give you some guidance in how to evaluate players. And I'm taking the offensive line position model right now. And they give you, before you get to grading players, they give you example players for the 2021 season in which you're supposed to look at some games that they tell you 
and they try to send this message of this is how the position should be played at the highest level. And they give you the best examples. Trent Williams is one of them, and Zach Martin is the other one. Uh, there are other ones, but, but the, the, the top two are Zach Martin and Trent Williams. So we're seeing two of the best offensive linemen in football on Sunday. And that's without even considering Tyron Smith, who I also believe that even though he's been hurt, I also believe to be one of the best tackles in football. Shout out to Bro Killer. Thank you for your comment, for your donation, and for your continued support to ADC Sports. Bro Killer is saying nobody wants the refs to decide the game. Whoever wins should be the deserving team. Hopefully, we don't see a lot of flags on this one. Anyways, guys, thank you for watching the show. Thank you, Joey Bella. Thank you. Uh, oh, thank you for your comment. I hope it goes great for me too. It's 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 a fun experience. It's a grind. Not gonna lie. I'm not. Uh, it's it's a lot of work. I have realized being on the scouting academy, but I'm enjoying it. Anyways, guys, thank you for your comments. Thank you for tuning in to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I will see you on Sunday night while the Chiefs are playing the Steelers. And I don't know, I don't know what the mood will be for that Sunday show at night. But hopefully it is a similar mood to the one that we had last Sunday when the Cowboys became the third seed in the NFC. We went from thank you Niners to beat the Niners in a nanosecond last Sunday. Looking forward to, to seeing you guys on primetime. Looking forward to seeing Cowboys playoff football. Enjoy the show. Thank you, guys. Uh, make sure you hit the like button. Share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas primetime. Follow me at Twitter on at MAUNFL. That's M-A-U-N-F-L. And check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content, more Mavericks content, including Will McClay News. In case you're interested in that, go check it out. See you Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central. See you guys.